You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast number 26. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Welcome back to the podcast, where we are going to talk today about all things having to do with prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting, you know, can be an arduous process to learn, which is why I have developed a method to learn it called Delay and Pray because there are lots of steps to master when just starting out. But in just a short amount of time, in 90 days or so, it is possible to be quickly on your way to an entire life of delaying sugar, flour, and alcohol during the week to Sundays for those that you love. Now, this should be a great thing to do to reach optimal health in both body and soul. And we know that prayer and fasting is very efficacious. It's just sometimes a little difficult to do. But today I have invited one of my favorite clients on the podcast to tell you her story of how she is mastering prayer and fasting, especially through the lens of redemptive suffering. She is one of the most prayerful and devout Catholics that I have had the honor of coaching. And sometimes when we coach, I kind of think she's helping me more than I'm helping her. But that is just how God works because he's amazing and the Blessed Mother is always with us. And those two, well, they can never be outdone in generosity, that's for sure. So our focus during this time is going to be on Pam's successful story for sure, but it's also going to be on praying and fasting through miscarriage. And this is a very delicate subject that she has not only experienced herself and within her own family, but she has also dedicated a part of her life to helping women who have gone through this experience by her work with an organization called Redbird Ministries. This organization systematically guides individuals and couples through the complexity and trauma that happens with the loss of a child from pregnancy through adulthood. I know you will love this conversation with Pam, and I hope you add all the women and men in their families who have experienced or are experiencing this trauma and suffering in your prayers and fasting. So let me tell you a little bit about Pam before I introduce her. Pam is married to Tommy, and they have eight children with three of those children in heaven. She is a board member of Redbird Ministries, which supports parents of child loss, journeying through the healing process of grief and through the lens of redemptive suffering through Christ and the sacraments of the Holy Mother Church. She serves Redbird as a leader formation advisor and ministers to couples of loss at One Day Couples Workshops and the annual Restored Grieving Mothers Retreat. She also serves our Lord through the Curcio movement and helps form young minds and hearts in preparation for the sacrament of confirmation in her local parish. She is a busy wife, mother, and grandma with six grandkids with one of those little ones in heaven. She and her husband have been general building contractors for over 25 years, and they are truly a blessing to this world. And it has been my privilege to befriend her for sure. Now I want to welcome Pam Stanford to the podcast, and we can just let her tell her story. Hi, Pam. Hey, Beth. Good morning. How are you today? I'm great. 
God is good. Oh, perfect. Perfect. He is. He's really good. Well, I really look forward to this conversation today. And why don't we start off with just kind of talking a little bit about why you came to the spiritual fasting coaching program and um, what Delay and Pray has done for you. Um, I've been praying and asking the Lord um, and really searching for someone to help me achieve a good, healthy uh, state because I'm a diabetic. And I heard your interview on Girlfriend Podcast. And as soon as I heard what you had to share, I'm like, she's the one. She's the one. I knew immediately that you were the person God had sent to me. So that's when I reached out to you. And, uh, you know, I was at the point of uh, a now or never situation in my life to um, make a, a huge lifestyle change with eating habits and and just taking care of body and soul because I've been working on the soul for a very long time uh, and just allowing the Lord to work through me. But it was time to to truly get balance uh, and look for balance in, uh, in my entire life so that God sent Beth. <laughs> oh, you know what? We work so well together. Um, as I remember, when you started out, you said that you were using a lot of sugar to procrastinate. And we call that buffering, you know, mm. of course, in the coaching world, mm. and we all do it. It's just cravings and sugar just creates the over desire and the over hunger and, you know, mm -hmm. kind of helps us get comfortable um, in a time when it, there's a little discomfort. It's just like a moment. It's like, oh, I'm I need to do this in my day or um, something's happening and it's a little uncomfortable. So we... Um, you know, we eat the sugar, we consume it so that it gives us the dopamine hit so that we have just a little bit of comfort along the way, it just kind of tamps down that feeling of um, discomfort. So um, you came a long way with that, actually. And so can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, just what you just explained, just this, that understanding in itself, that when I go for the sugar and being diabetic, you know, the delay and pray, uh, the delay also involved for me looking at carbs and my intake of carbs, you know, not just the sugar and the bread, but the potatoes and the, the corn and what, you know, all those starches that uh, affect uh, my um, insulin level, my reading every day. But, so delay and pray became for me putting off those other things as well. And when I first, just the bread alone, just giving up bread alone during the week, I started pretty quickly to feel so much better because uh, I was feeling bloated and heavy and just ugh, all the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, you were feeling tired. Tired, very tired. You were feeling tired. And and I remember, I remember um, since we're just concentrating on like food right now in the diet, you were also drinking coffee quite a bit and mm -hmm. um, not exercising, although you had exercise equipment. Um, but that's what yes. happens when we have that sugar and that flour um, during the week in large amounts what happens is, you know, those hormones get imbalanced and that leptin is blocked in our brain, which says, oh, we're full now. Let's move. Let's go move. <laughs> and when it's blocked, it basically says you're never full and let's go to the couch. And so you actually put exercise into your routine and started drinking a lot more water. Mm. And so, you know, it seemed like your, your health started to really take off. It did. And I started seeing the pounds coming off, which was a victory, you know, that, that daily uh, marker, you know, 
I started to see victory in that. And uh, and then you led me to the book, uh, The Glucose Revolution, which helped me understand what was actually happening to my body with the food that I was eating. Uh, that played a big part in the beginning of, of our journey in coaching together. Oh, yes. I always um, suggest that book to all of my clients. I mean, I can... I can easily say what it is. It's a right ordered way to food, eating food. You eat your your lettuce or your vegetable first, like a salad, and then consume the protein and the starch if you're having one. Um, and then, you know, your good fats next and always your, your dessert um, or your fruit last. And that is going to help the influx of glucose into your system and therefore the insulin response. And so it's going to help you um, lower that insulin response, lower your weight and lower the cravings as well. Um, I always, I don't know what her last name is, but it's called the, it's called glucose revolution, Jesse. And it's like Apachica or something. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so she, uh, she's really good. And it's just a great book to have about the ordered, about ordered eating. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty easy to read too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, about, I'm all, I like right ordering. Uh, I've learned through the years that that's what God is all about. He's trying to get us back into right order <laughs> in every aspect of our lives. <laughs> yeah. There is a right order to everything. That's for sure. So one of the things I thought was really cute is um, you have six grandchildren and at Christmas you decided to reduce the sugary kind of items that you normally put in the stockings. And you had told me that you were looking more towards like little toys and religious bracelets and things. And I think this is really great because, you know, it's, we can use the prayer and fasting as a lifestyle. Like this is, it's like for life now. And we can kind of reduce even in our families, the sugar and the flour that we actually offer them. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I think that's always our go-to for our grandkids. It's like, uh, you know, and I even laugh at my own mother-in-law. She, because she used to to pick on us you know, when our kids were little, saying, "Oh, well, they can come to grandma's, and I'll just stuff them with ice cream and and cookies and send them home," you know. But you know, I realized that they, I have members of my own, you know, immediate children, and with my grandchildren, I'm starting to to notice their sugar cravings and what they're going for when they're bored or when they're they think they want a snack. And I'm I'm trying to move them toward a healthy snack versus uh, no, it can't be a cookie, it can't be ice cream, it can't be candy. You know, that was hard, more hard at Easter time though this year. Yeah, uh, you know, because of the Easter baskets than it was at Christmas with the stockings. Uh, Easter is hard because Easter is, you know, we we have the candy and the eggs and all of that, and that that's like a one time thing. Um, right. But I love that. I love that, you know, you have your family around and you're with them um, almost every day. And so you can actually guide them towards a more healthy diet as well as actually feeling their own emotions of like boredom or maybe discomfort or just anything that they're going through. And they don't mm-hmm. need candy or a snack actually to deal with that. It's it's so much fun to do that even when right. they're little, right? Right. Yeah. And one one of the things we coached on too, which was, which was great was just planning and, um, just using the workbook that I have using the journal, using the food protocol to plan and then execute the plan and then go back and evaluate kind of like an examine 
you know, almost at the end of the day, um, right. not only prayerfully, but also practically of what you're, what, what happened during the day. And I always tell all my clients that this is really, really important, but it's challenging. It's really hard to do because our Very. brain is going to be like, yeah. nope, nope. Don't want to do that at the end of the day. Nope. <laughs> And I feel like I failed in that area more than succeeded, uh, but it, it's, you know, it is a work in progress, um, you know, and, and the starter point is that protocol, setting that protocol, you know, and trying to follow it as best you can. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it is, it's, like you, I said, I, I, I've had more failures than successes on that, on that part, you know, and at the end of the day, you're so, um, I know my day is always so busy. And probably more busy mentally than anything else. And the last thing you want to do is sit down and journal <laughs> about everything you're, you've gone through uh, with the day, you know. Right. And evaluating your feelings and your reactions and your, um, but that in itself, you know, which we will talk about a little bit later on, is a suffering. You could, you could name it as a suffering or a discomfort or a, that is, becomes another altering you you can give to our Lord. Um, every discomfort, every, everything that bites and stings is for a purpose in our lives that we can, through the power of the Holy Spirit and his grace, we can become masters over. Oh, I love that. And there's the real Pam right there. That's you. You are so good <laughs> at prayer and honestly kind of bringing everything into redemptive suffering because we it's really hard to suffer with the delay of food. I mean, that's, you know, the Blessed Mother asks us to fast. She asks us to fast off food. Um, and that's important and alcohol, of course. Um, and then beyond that, once you learn how to do that, then every suffering that we have becomes redemptive. And I loved how you um, invoked St. Genevieve and you talked about how she she is the saint that talks about getting out of ourselves with mortification and self-denials. Yes. And so this is beautiful because uh, Father Chad Ripiger always says the only way to delight is through mortification. You can't buy your way there. You, you, it's only through suffering. It's only through mortification and self-denials of, okay, I, I, it's the end of the day. It's, it's 10 PM. I really don't want to do an examine or even look over my food protocol because I really don't care right now. But you do. You're just like 15 minutes, Lord. Just give me, give me the grace to to just look over this for 15 minutes. And then what's funny is you look it over and you're like, oh, I did pretty well here. But you know what? I, I need to open my day to get the exercise in, or I need some more water, or um, you know. And then you have actually the the spiritual exam as well. You know, how did I treat others today? How is it going? And a lot of times, well, all the time, they go together. And so that's why it's really, really neat to do and to evaluate. And it, this is the hardest thing for all of my clients. So you're not alone, Pam. It is definitely a suffering and we're all feeling our way to success in that, in that area. But God does have opportunity in each failure. And all of us, I think, can commiserate uh, that our afternoons and evenings are the most challenging. And this is the great time to fast and pray when it's the most challenging. This is where it's most efficacious. Absolutely. Because the smallest things are the most significant for sure. So um, one of the things also that I loved, um, that you loved was uh, in, in our program, in my program, I talk about leaving the last bite for our guardian angel. And you love the angels and so do I. So tell us a little bit about that. 
I'd never thought of that, about that before. Um, and I actually thought about it last night. I was, uh, I was eating dinner, leaving that last bite. You know, we, we always think we're alone in whatever we're trying to do to better ourselves. You know, the, the enemy wants us to think, oh, you're on your own. You can't do this by yourself. This is impossible. Those, those lies that he feeds us, but we fail to remember that we have a guardian angel. We fail to remember that guardian angel. And, you know, as little children, we're taught the guardian angel prayer. But now I'm realizing how powerful that prayer is in my life as an adult. Um, that, yes, Lord, you've, you've committed me to this today. And I'm not by myself. My angel's watching over me. Angel's got each moment and directing me in the right direction. And I have to remember that. I have to be present to my angel almost um, because he's always present to me. You know, and and it goes back to grace. You you mentioned grace a little bit just now, but it all goes back to grace. You know, and I think, you know, through Redbird, part of the reason for starting the ministry was people were seeking help through counselors that were never bringing God into the picture. And when the founders established Redbird, that was the main, that was a missing link of healing. It's like, you can't do this by yourself. Mm -mm. You can't uh, walk this walk alone, whether it's fasting and being healthier and and looking for that healthier, healthier lifestyle or trying to reach a point of healing from, and it's not just whether you've lost a child or not, or had a miscarriage or not. It's healing from those miseries of life because we we all go through them. Every single soul has to go through them because Christ did. And we're creating his image and likeness. So what Christ suffered, we have to suffer in whatever form that comes to us in our lifetime. Um, but remembering that we're not alone through this whole um mess of, uh, of life's journey. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, going back to the, exactly what you're talking about with the angels that we're never alone. I mean, Christ is always with us. The Holy spirit is within us. And I don't think that we do, you know, pray to our guardian angel enough or send our mm-hmm. guardian angel to other people to, to be with them as well. Um, one of the things, yes, you know, one of the things we're always trying to do with the pray part of the delay is to lift our minds, you know, to eternity and pray to those angels. And that's why if we're leaving the last bite for our guardian angel, not only does it help us to not overconsume and learn to leave food on our plate, which, you know, for some of us older people that we're taught to clean our plate all the time, that's a really good thing to do. But also, also to take the sacrifice up to God in gratitude for the value of our lives. And when we're doing that, the angels come down, the high ranking angels, and they'll take the sacrifice up. And as they're coming down, they're actually affecting everyone around us, their holiness. And that is a book called um, Angel Power by Jan Connell that I, I, I love this book. And it talks in there about how this actually happens. And I, I think that eternal prospect of you know we're so much more spirit than body, um, we kind of overlook that. And so mm-hmm. when we are praying and fasting, we can't forget about the pray part. And you have really brought that to the surface in your, you know, delay and pray and what you do. So I'll never forget the very, the one morning that you and I were coaching together. I was coaching you and I had flown over to my daughter's because she had just been 
diagnosed with preeclampsia and, and I know that was our first grandchild and she's still doing great. We should have a grandbaby any day now. But you know, I, I was pretty rattled because, uh, you know, we weren't sure if she was going to deliver any day at that time. And, um, I started to ramp up my prayer and fasting at that time for our, our little baby that was coming into the world. And your, your daughter was also going through um, something that you can share with the, with the audience and how together um, we were almost like coaching each other. It was, it was so beautiful and just praying to praying with each other mm-hmm. because it's this redemptive suffering is valuable and um, it's powerful. And every little thing is really being used to build the kingdom. And it's only through the suffering that, that we, we really do get closer and closer to God. So I'll let you share about that. So part of, uh, you know, my, the why and my cry uh, be, came into play when my oldest daughter uh, called me after her OBGYN visit at 15 weeks of pregnancy and said, Mom, there's no heartbeat. And... Um, I had suffered myself two miscarriages and a stillbirth quite some years ago, you know, 12 years ago now uh, on the stillbirth. Um, so I knew exactly where her heart had just been plunged, mm-hmm. you know, and, and immediately just turned to prayer because there's nothing else you can do in the moment, you know, just asking the Blessed Mother to be with her. And at the same time, I, my middle daughter was also pregnant which was pretty much uh, tip for tat on a due date with um, Beth's daughter, going journeying through those days of suffering where my oldest daughter had to deliver her little 15-week-old little boy on Valentine's Day was another um, heartbreaker. But being present in the moment was probably uh, the most profound one of the most profound experiences I've ever gone through with loss of a child uh, and doing everything I possibly could for them spiritually, uh, seeking out the deacon that was on staff at the hospital. That journey was also with one of her sister-in-laws who had lost a, a had a stillbirth in the last year. And, and I think it put me in a different place because the daughter that was the same, um, term of pregnancy as Beth's daughter wound up having her baby earlier because of a um, fear of preeclampsia and some high blood pressure issues. And they put her into the hospital and we actually had uh, that grandberry baby Sadie Jane on mm-hmm. um, April 21st, which put us with three grand babies in April, which I'm like, Oh my gosh, there goes uh, <laughs> the month of April. It'll be the birthday party marathon from here on out. Yeah. But also journeying with that daughter, you know, and my son-in-law in, um, as first-time parents um, and being in the present moment with them in the hospital. And I had no idea that day uh, when they put her into induce the night before that I was going to actually be in the surgery room and witness her section. Wow. I had no idea that was going to happen that day. Oh, Pam, Pam, such such joy and such sorrow at the same time. And yes. And I think that's, that's always where God is leading us. The blessed mother. Yes. She's the, she's the role model. I listened to your podcast, uh, where y'all, you and uh, your friend talked about, uh, Mary of Agrettas and Mary and the blessed mothers. Um, that has been a book 
for us in the Garcia movement for quite some time, our priest has read every word of the four volume set uh, of that book. And then a friend of mine just this morning, this is how God works. This is how the Holy Spirit steps in into your life. A friend of mine, uh, we have a little group chat with Kristen, so Kirstie of Sisters, and uh, she sent, have you ever heard of uh, the Divine Intimacy book? No. Oh, that's a treasure waiting to be found, Beth. Um, so it follows the liturgical year, and there's a, there's a, uh, today's reading was on Mary, the spouse of the Holy Spirit. And it's a complete docility to the emotion of the Holy Spirit is precisely the characteristic of the state of union with God, being docile to the Holy Spirit, which is what I was trying to do in those moments with my daughters. Lord, whatever you want from me in this moment, whether it's prayer, whether I need to seek someone to help them, just show me, lead me. Um, oh, and always through Mary, because she's his spouse. And it says, Mary was not only created in grace, but that she had from the very beginning a degree of grace far superior to that attained by the greatest saints at the end of their lives. Mm. Full of grace. And Mary teaches us that the great secret of quickly reaching union with God is entire detachment from creatures, especially from the creature we love so much ourselves. Wow. <laughs> you know, my friends and Chrissy always pick at me because I say, look, you still haven't got over yourself. What is the deal here? You know, you got to get over yourself. You know, it's funny. And that that's really the essence of prayer and fasting is literally looking yes. at your attachments and your weaknesses. And listen, you can't just detach right away. It takes a long time. No, it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime because the cross is in the waiting it's, you're just, you're working on yourself. You're working on yourself, you know, and the more you detach from those things that you think you need and the emotions that are a negative and you want to like tamp them down with food or alcohol. And then you decide, no, I, it's just an emotion. I can totally feel it. And I can just bring God into it. Mm -hmm. And we realize that there's power in the waiting there's power in the cross and that um, you and I have always talked about how we're just never alone and, and the angels are with us mm -hmm. um, and that our life is really, you know, traveling with Mary, the mother of God. It's our lives will always be filled with both joy and both sorrow, joy and sorrow. And it's how we balance that. And that's one thing, you know, in those moments with my daughter in the, um, in the, my oldest daughter that lost the baby in the, in the room with her and my son-in-law. We talked about heavenly things. Our conversations were on heavenly things, you know, as she's she's waiting and, and starting to go through labor. And one thing I reminded her was that there were just our guardian angels in the room at that moment. There was also baby Morgan's guardian angel with us in that room. Um, you know, from the moment of conception, we're assigned that guardian angel. And that we needed to ask God to, uh, you know, sometimes we do this in Crescio. Lord, just link the wings of our guardian angels and have them protect us in this moment. You know, let us think of of where this baby, that this baby is now with you, Lord, you, with you, Jesus. You know, and we have no doubt in that. And that he be, and I, and I shared with them that, you know, our loss of our babies were, became from my husband, Tommy, and our hope for heaven. You know, so our, our life from now on is 
Okay, there are hope for heaven. How do I get to heaven? Oh my gosh, what do I have to do to get to heaven? You know, and it's that divine union I just that the Blessed Mother leads us to with her son. She takes us there in the here and the now, you know, through um, through the sacraments of the church where we encounter the living Christ. And that's who helps us in our fasting. That's who helps us in our mortification. And in turn, his grace and his union with us in the Eucharist in turn, we become Christ. That's right. And go out into the world. And, and because all of this that God has brought each and every one of us through delay and pray, and, and this method that, that that you, you know, God has so enrichly graced you with to share with the world is not meant for us to keep to ourselves. Mm. Um, it's the good news. It's part of the good news. Go out and share what the Lord has brought you to. You know, and every day I have to say, get over yourself. You don't need this. You don't need that. <laughs> I love it. Well, in a world, and in a um, world that is just, um, we have comfort everywhere. You know, everything is um, at our fingertips. We're small, rotten people. Yeah, and and so we just kind of have to survey it a little bit and just um, know that we literally can be co-redeemers with Christ through our shared suffering. And, and unfortunately we are going to have to have the sorrow. We can try so hard to fast our way, you know, to all of the breakthroughs that we're looking for and just to be in that union with Christ. But, um, to, I love the fact that, you know, you are part of Redbird. Um, you know, you, you teach confirmation, you're just a wonderful Catholic mother and, you're sharing your suffering right now, like with the world, uh, just about miscarriage and stillbirth and that there's a community out there that can help you. And I will have, if, if you, if you do, um, want to know more about Redbird Ministries, I'll have those, those notes in the show notes, those links for you because suffering is supposed to be shared and it, it is not to be, you know, just to be, muscled through on your own. You, you can, you, there are communities out there that can help you in every way. And I love what you're saying about linking the wings of our guardian angels. That's what's happening at Redbird is, is linking wings It is, and knowing that other people are going through the same thing and, and that, that Christ is in it and we embrace our crosses and then Christ is in it. It's part of it. And, um, I love that part. So just to wrap up here, um, one of the things that you and I, well, we coached through Lent. So one of the things we loved, we both experienced this amazing like breakthrough with the women at the well. And we both realized that God meets us in our suffering. God meets us in our joys. God is there no matter what. We're never, ever alone. We have the guardian angels. We have the blessed mother and her guidance. We have Christ and the Holy Spirit meeting with us. But the woman at the well was particularly for each one of us, particularly filled with hope this Lent. And um, that is really what Delay and Pray is about. That's what Redbird Ministries is about, is bringing hope to those in despair. And so just we're going to end a little bit with just tell me, you know, a little bit about your experience with the women at the well, this Lent, and um, how it helped you. Um, wow, that's a deep well. That's a deep well. <laughs> that's a deep well. You know, just to realize that that the woman at the well is is a part of every woman in seeking out um, right ordered love. Going back to right ordered, right ordered love, and I think this Lent 
for me, because I also made the axe retreat, which which we won't get into during Lent. And that um that I went in saying, Lord, just just let me be loved and let me love like you love, uh, with no expectations. Um and our retreat theme was based on the woman at the well. Knowing that, you know, no matter no matter what we bring to Christ, whether it's a quick prayer, Lord, help me, help me delay this, this, this eating habit or help me delay this. That's not good for me. Um, I'm bringing that to the Lord or whether I'm bringing, you know, the, the depth of suffering in my daughter's loss to him and going back to the well every single time. And he's always waiting. He's always waiting for me at the well. That well is provided to us today on the altar there's no doubt you know where it's Christ himself that we encounter and he he takes whatever we bring him and he transforms it just like he did to the woman at the well she went in her downtrodden you know uh sorrow of heart in her misery and he took what she brought whether her buckets were empty or full he took what she brought and he transformed it. He trans, and then in turn she becomes transfigured, and she wants to run out and tell everybody about the savior, her savior. She has found. That's right, and you know, you know what's interesting is, you know, we bring it all to the well, and the well within the well is the living water that we really seek, and and it's Jesus Christ. He's at the well. He's always at the well. And this is really, he's the true food. He's the true drink. He's, he is what we seek and it's only in mortification, um, and self denials, um, through food and, and it can even be through, um, social media, just, you know, what you're doing, what you're watching, all of it in spending more time with Christ, um, and bringing all your crosses to Christ, especially in community. Um, that, that is where, the true healing starts to happen. And I just, I, I love community. I, I just, I love retreats and um, organizations yes. that help Catholics. There's so many out there, so please seek them. And just learning to delay and pray, even, even sugar and flour. If you just start there, if you just start there, then one thing that that's making me remember was when you shared with me about the Eucharist on those, and that, and this has been profound for me because on Wednesdays and Fridays, those days of fasting, going to mass in the morning and just say, Lord, you are enough food for me today. You are my food today, Lord. That was just that little nugget you shared made, hasn't had an impact on me. And it's like, Lord, you're enough. You're enough. And last, last, uh, Friday, uh, not this Wednesday. I crashed bad yesterday, but that's okay. So did I. <laughs> um, last last Friday, I did that, and I'm like, "Wow, wow!" And I kept telling myself, "He's enough. He's enough." You know, and that's what the woman. That's the that's the enough the woman had well received. You know, she had all these men, but when she found the one that was enough for yeah, her, that's enough. You know. And kudos to all you single women out there, you know, that don't have men in your life. Jesus is the man mm-hmm. for you. If you haven't found him yet, seek him. Uh, he's enough. Yeah, he's enough. And he'll he's lead enough. you to the man. <laughs> right? 
Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh yes. So the whole eat fast feast cycle is geared towards Wednesdays and Fridays, which are the fasting days. And, uh, the blessed mother who I've just studied all the apparitions for so long, you know, all the fasting is geared towards the Wednesday and the Friday. And that is the day that we fast for the Lord. And the reason why the best fast is bread and water is because, uh, it's, it's the Eucharist, which is our, our living bread. And, mm-hmm. um, so we kind of start there, but just to let you know, I crash too. I mean, there are times when I have wonderful weeks, week after week, like I had one of the best lengths of my life, but boy, yesterday I, I started off with bread and water. And then, um, um, it, I, it during the evening, I, I just found myself wanting this and wanting that, and I ended up eating it. And so I, I don't, I just treat myself with curiosity and compassion. And I just kind of look back and I wonder, um, I just look at the emotions that I was, I was trying to tamp down with food, um, that I didn't want to feel. And they were there and it's just a learning process. But I, I believe the Lord just takes mm-hmm. all of that, all of that failure and he uses it anyway, because I'm trying and you're trying. What if we just didn't try? I mean, that's, that's worse. <laughs> that's worse. And it's not, it's not uh, denying our weaknesses. And that's the thing with St. Paul, you know, I always go back to St. Paul and he brought me to back to him recently. We glory mm-hmm. in our weakness. We boast in our weakness because that's where grace is oh, found. Yeah. A grace, grace in our weakness to to um, embrace that and say, Lord, you know me. You you know what tempts me. You know where I fall, and I'm okay because your grace is sufficient. And I'm going to run back to the well, running back and to I'm the well, get build up again, and I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving forward, and it's perseverance. It is, you know, for that union with God that perfect union with God that awaits us in eternity. It's perseverance. It is. Uh, hands down. So speaking of perseverance, how, how is your daughter doing? Because your, you know, your, your, uh, other daughter just had her, her baby. And, um, then your, mm-hmm. your daughter that lost the baby, your other daughter, how's she doing with everything? Is she, is she okay? Is she, are you, are you seeing healing there? It's a day by day. Healing, yes, a lot of healing. Um, it's still so fresh, and it was just in February, and um, there have been some tough moments, some very tough yeah. moments uh, mm-hmm. along the way. But God, in His goodness, has um, chosen her and her husband Nick as godparents for this mm-hmm. new baby. You know, and another moment of of being in a moment, I got to witness them holding that that brand new baby girl. You know in the hospital with their two little boys ooing and aahing over her and their precious little words, uh, you know, that takes, that takes tremendous eternal strength. That takes so much courage, so much courage. And it is walking that cross that is going to bring them ever closer to Christ. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants this. It's just that the Lord always uses you know, he always uses these hard times, these sufferings for goodness. If we will let him, that is amazing strength that your daughter and your son-in-law have. Yes. You know, we still, we always go back to, uh, to James's words of, um, he makes good come of everything for those who love him. And, and I've, you know, had the, the privilege of watching my daughter and son-in-law journey through this suffering, but also he was preparing them beforehand because they have been growing at a tremendous rate in their faith at together as a couple, you know, and that, that journey of faith that I get to witness that they're going through together 
is what it almost like that grace in in their growth paved the way for what was Mm. coming for them. Had they not been growing in their faith, they would have handled this loss so much differently, so much differently, you know, and it's living that sacramental life, you know, staying connected to God through his church, living the sacramental life. And one thing Mother Angelica always said was, um, why are you worried about all these other things when the grace is the most important? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and with St. Paul, you know, always go back to my grace is sufficient Mm -hmm. in the moment, live in the moment. One day at a time, Um, one day at a time. No matter what you're going through. And and he brings joy every morning. His mercy is Mm -hmm. new every morning. He brings joy every morning. You know, and we get to start over because God's still breathing mm-hmm. in us, you know, the life of his spirit. And he works um, wonders. It's a beautiful journey of, of ups and downs and good and evil. And yeah, he's he's the victor. He's the triumph. He, you know, it's through him we have the yes, victory we and the triumph. Well, Pam, I am so happy that your daughters have you and interesting that all of this is happening and you're part of Redbird. You, you know, have all the resources you've experienced it yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have your own little community just within your family of redemptive suffering and the best way to handle redemptive suffering is, is, Mm -hmm. is just handing that over to Christ and, and being with him under the cross and he lessens it. And that shared suffering is just beautiful within your family. Like I said, we don't ask for it, but when it comes, how do we deal with it? And it sounds like you're dealing with it beautifully. I continue to fast and pray uh, for your daughter um, and your whole family. And um, I am just so appreciative of your work in the kingdom, in the building of the kingdom. And you just remain um, a real positive, um, you know, just force for me um, for just becoming more holy and staying on that trajectory uh, to be a saint because it's a hard trajectory. <laughs> you're you're going to have suffering on this trajectory, yes. and it, and if we can just accept it and offer that back up to God, you know, with the holy angels, then it'll 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 all be okay. It'll all be okay. So I I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your your very personal stories and um. I just appreciate coaching with you and uh, what we have learned together has been amazing. And I'm, I just am so appreciative of that. So I just want to, you know, wrap up. Do you have anything that you want to end with? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, so, so grateful and um, that God put you in my life and um, you've certainly been my motivator behind all of this in, in uh, reaching that healthy lifestyle and feeling so much better physically and it is a journey every day that I have to keep taking the next step. But just thank you, Beth. You know, thank you for your yes to to God because through you, He's transforming oh. so many women. You know, so many lives through pray and delay and giving purpose to the why in our cry, and recognizing that there there is a why in our cry and there's purpose in our suffering. Oh, there is purpose because it's going to move another soul. Offered back out of love, love of God, it's going to move another soul closer to him. Yes, it is. Thank you, Pam. 
Oh, you are just amazing. So I, I hope everyone will continue praying for all of those families that have experienced miscarriages. And also um, for all the men and priests um, in our lives, this is our special uh, 12 weeks of praying for them, especially on Fridays. All suffering is redemptive and prayer and fasting just makes it come alive because we add our effort to God's grace, as Pam said. And really grace is just the wind in our sails. Um, and we get that through sacraments and prayer. You know, that has to be uh, you know, our life has to revolve around the sacraments instead of trying to fit the sacraments into our life. And, and that is the grace there. So this is how we become co-redeemers with him. And the Lord gives new meaning to our suffering when we embrace it and unite it with him in his suffering. So there will be suffering, my friends, but you know what? Offered to God, it, it, it has meaning. So keep fasting, everyone, and, and don't forget to add those families with child loss uh, to your why that makes you cry, because we got to keep our suffering united and with Christ and, and, and keep healing each other in shared suffering and in community. So have a great week, and I will talk to you next time. May God bless you and keep you always. And I always remind everyone, if you found the podcast useful, please subscribe and leave a five-star review so others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting and the importance of praying and delaying. And I would be so appreciative of that. All right. Take care, everyone. God bless you always. And I will see you next week. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.